All right, welcome to Fat Boy Fadeaway Sports Podcast, episode 106 here. I got Tyler McGurk with me above here, the first weekend of October, October 2nd, 2022. Tyler, there might be even a football game going on during uh, during our podcast, but if I know you people, you're tuning in here, you're not tuning in to Viking Saints, you'll be watching this a few, in a few hours from now. Uh, but yes, thank you for joining Tyler and I on the Fat Boy Fairway Sports. We'll have Brian Johnson join us later for the, a little NFL segment, a little winners, losers to wrap up the week. But Tyler, that was the week this week. We got a little Warriors action to get into, obviously. They're in Japan playing. We'll get into that. But uh, I'm assuming you weren't up uh, no, late for no that chance. one. <laughs> no chance. Preseason pre sports doesn't do it for me. But uh, I like talking about like what happened in the young guys. But I had a good week. My son. Finally got a little physical, got a couple penalties in uh, soccer, knocked a couple kids over. I was very proud of him. He's just a little guy, and he finally got some brass and went in there and started knocking kids around. Got a little toughness finally in there. Little yeah, toughness. that was a, a little maturity. Uh, yeah, I had, yesterday I tweeted out I had my that one. That was very before. funny tweet, but Will Ferrell. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's a good one. Probably that's what there. I felt like I was out there doing. Uh, we took a nice little, I'm not going to lie, it was about 12 nothing. we lost in soccer. It was, a, it was a tough game, tough game all the way around. Uh, I told you it's a, it's a city league as it gets, and, uh, and I have one kid, and he's, and I have one kid, and he's, he's, with me, he's, he's beat me down, people. He's beat me down. <laughs> he's beat me down. But I'm surviving, so I might have to go Will Ferrell next week with the full code mode and have to get out there with it. But, uh, no, that was fun. Uh, it was pretty cool yesterday. I got CJ Watson. He he re- he quote tweeted one of my stuff. That's that was pretty cool. I, I wasn't really even expecting that. I just kind of like been messing around on Twitter, just with you know me. I'm a sports history person. That's like my main yeah, stuff. Yeah. I just love old box scores. I'm a weirdo like that. And I just came across that picture, and I was like, oh, you don't see a picture of that very often. And I always like I always find it funny to see people try to guess. Yeah, just old people. I knew somebody would know who Reggie Williams is, but eventually it took a little while. CJ Watson quote tweeted it. So I thought that was pretty cool yesterday. Uh, that was probably the highlight of the weekend after the 12 nothing beat down. <laughs> yeah, I like these new format tweets you do with the box score, the little summary. And they're very. Yeah, I think, I think it reminds people of things. It doesn't help you remind. Yeah, it gets them. you thinking about old moments in sports and like brings up other moments in sports just by the players mentioned in the tweet. I like it. I like what you're doing with it. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. So that was good there. Obviously you had the IMM podcast with Brian this week. Brian was on fire. So I uh, look forward to kind of kind of maybe poke at the bear a little bit with that as well. Also be remiss if we didn't shout out some of the people that we listen to and the important people at Variety Sports Network. Obviously they've uh, we're with them. They do a great job. We got our Sunday night show tonight. Talking the gridiron, looking forward to that. Uh, and I know Jimmy will get into the Tua thing here in, uh, with him. But uh, yeah, check out a Variety Sports Network. Um, we got the Far End of the Bench on there. They got the new uh, Falcons podcast. These guys are pretty good too. So check them out as well. Um, and then check out our guys, of course, at Let's Be Real. You got Savage the Three, the Hard Way podcast. They do a good job there at that. Good conversation yesterday in the Let's Be Real podcast. So, of course, check those guys out. Of course, also my guy, C. Wood, and then Damian Adams. He did a really good podcast last week. He does a good job reviewing the games. Um, so those are just some of the some of the podcasts to check out. There's a lot of other good ones as well um, to, to check, mess around with as well. So, Tyler, with that said, 
uh, let's kind of get into it. We're going to do something a little different here just quickly before we get into the the meats, the meat and potato here, the NBA, kind of jump into those things. Just kind of our you know, five stories I found. Just kind of want to bring up top top five here in five minutes to kind of get the get the podcast going. I thought the number one, one of the number one stories this week uh, was Tua uh, with the concussion. Obviously, that was big news. Um, we're not going to talk about it a lot in the NFL segment, so I thought this would be a good time to bring it up. Um, we talked about a little bit on our Sunday night show. <laughs> he gets th- thrown around like a ragdoll. He comes up dizzy. You would just think at this now, nowadays, it wouldn't even be a thought of bringing him back in. I don't know. I, I could see 20 years ago that being different, but not now. Oh, for sure. He goes down Thursday, just kind of the timing is right. I mean, that he would have been down if, even if he never got anything. He got hit pretty hard on Thursday night. Your thoughts on uh, the two, I think. It's just sad. Like, I, you got to protect a player from himself at some point. Like, he's probably obviously fighting, maybe not fighting to go in, but being told he's okay to go in. So he goes in and he's just not. Like, you had the best reaction on the Sunday night podcast. And you're like, he went back in? What? I just saw him wobbling around, and I was like, oh, his day's done. I had the same feeling. I, when he came back in, I was like, that can't be what What the heck is going on? And then they they like they announced it was a spine injury and not a head injury. It, just, it still doesn't make sense. I don't know what's going to go on with, like, this independent research and, like, stuff they're doing. It's going to be interesting. The doctor did get fired. He... <laughs> They didn't fire the owner or anybody else, but they did fire mm. that. The doctor did get fired that evaluated and not shocking. <clears throat> Somebody, you know, people, uh, they said this on the Let's Be Real podcast yesterday. A couple of them, I kind of agree, but I disagree too. And when they said the player needs to be able to hold themselves accountable, I just feel like it's hard in a game situation for a quarterback to just pull himself out in a situation like that when he's supposed to be the leader sometimes. I don't know. Uh, not everybody thinks like Kawhi Leonard. And I just think that's tough for, well, that's a, that sounded like a it shot. It is a shock because not everybody has the self-awareness of put their health ahead of the team. A lot of people just think, I want my my guys to believe in me regardless. And Leonard may feel like that, but he also realizes his health is a little bit more important there. And football yeah. is a little more brutal than basketball, so I guess you could take this out at Kawhi where like, his head's not on the line. Where and it's the quarterback. You know that. It's like he's the quarterback. He's the CEO <laughs> of the team. All right, so that yeah. was our number one news story. We'll get into that a lot more, I know, tonight. On talking the gridiron, so be sure to check that out. We'll keep it going a little quick here. Number two this week, I saw it actually happened this morning. Otani, not a free agent, boys. He will sign with the Angels, thirty million dollar deal. I would say pretty good deal for the Angels, thirty million. Yeah, that so sounds like a so deal. He signs a one year deal there to stay with the Angels, and um, unfortunately, he of course will not be in the playoffs next year again. Uh, so we also have that Tyler. Any quick reaction to Otani? Just why would he sign a one-year deal? It was my only initial reaction. Doesn't make sense. Well, he signs the one-year deal arbitration, probably to avoid that, maybe. So if oh, the arbitration for, gets the thirty million dollar deal, he'll be a he'll and he will probably surpass whatever judge gets this year. Is my guess. All right, number three here: tempers flare yesterday in college football. Fake punt. Ohio State up forty-nine to ten. Ryan Day with nine minutes left calls the punt sneak. Madden-esque. Runs and the Rutgers guy well deserved out of bounds. He just destroys the the punter and he does it on the Ohio State bench to be to his credit. And uh, the Rashiano, what how do you guys say his name? The guy from uh, he used to be the Rutgers, the, the Rutgers, Rutgers coach. Yeah, he comes over and he gets in his face. And uh, I thought that was a good little part from yesterday's game. You were up forty nine to ten. 
I am okay with taking out the putter on that situation. <laughs> I am okay. Tyler, your thoughts real quick. Is I, it is what it is. It's like, You're okay it's with a fake putter? Yep. With a fake putter, 39. College football is a different name. Like, when scores matter, I don't mind what you do. Like, play to keep the ball. Play to win Not, every possession. Fair enough, and I don't have an issue with the guy killing him. No, and I don't either. If you want, yeah, you're putting your player at risk by doing that. So, all right, a couple of what's here. Uh, the Marlins pitcher this week, I think it was on a Tuesday. Uh, Lear is his last name. He's been he's played 300 innings in the league. He threw three straight box. It hasn't happened in over 100 years. On three straight pitches, he threw three straight box, and he had never thrown one in his whole entire career. Uh, the first base umpire called it every time there was a runner on first and he did score on three straight blocks. So it was pretty crazy. He got ejected. Uh, Matt and Lee got ejected for the game. If you haven't seen the video, please go check it out again. I will repeat. He had it throw to block at 300 plus innings. If you know anything about baseball, you have to come just set for a second. But there's a lot of people that slide. They come down and then come back up. It's a little kind of eye trick a little bit, but gravity tells us if you come down, and come back up you have to stop for at least a half a second some pitchers try that and this first base umpire was gonna he had a stick up you know what and he called it every time so please go check out the video it's good last one here mariners and 21 year drought congratulations to them on that that is ridiculous now the honor goes to the sacramento kings yeah i saw that so those are our five stories in five minutes. I thought, Tyler, just to kind of get the day going a little bit here. With that said, we might do this. We do that every once in a while here. With that said, let's jump into now what we are here for. The NBA, the meat and potatoes. Brian says it's the chalk talk of the of our life. Uh, we're not going to start with – I want to kind of start with the Warriors a little bit here. Just to kind of go, that's our team. They played in Japan. They had the two first year early preseason games. I was always a little worried about this trip to Japan. I, I always kind of overreact. Obviously, you've been talking about this trip. A long time, actually. The only thing I really want to get to with the games, though, is White. I thought he was the only thing I – I mean, obviously, no injuries, but Clay didn't play. Wiseman, he looked – Pretty good. He looked he looked like he was moving a little bit. He's a little stiff sometimes around the paint when his back's to the basket at times, and he has to kind of make a shot from there. But he brings another dimension that we haven't had in a few years. So it was exciting to see, like, just lobs and, like, him having a smaller guy and Draymond just like, oh, hey, you're bigger. Let me throw it over your head so you can dunk it. Hit a three today in the game I saw in the highlights. So um, I feel like he's the one story out of the two early preseason games. It's hard just not to be excited about him. Yeah, I think he looked good, especially the first game. And I, he, I mean, I didn't watch the game the whole game, so I don't know how he well, did in his unhighlight, non-highlight. But yeah. from what I saw around the hoop, he looked very comfortable, and he had a lot of showed some touch. And he looked, and then his just athleticism just stood out. Like he made Kristaps Porzingis look like a little boy. He <laughs> threw it on his head, and I think the other guys you. The other guy you love as well is Moody. Moody played great today. Yeah. He played very well. And I was, that's I'm what, almost afraid you know, I'm too much in love with Moody right now. I feel like I, well, is that, is that too no, much? No, I think you're, I love Moody's a guy. I think he's, like going too far with Moody. I think he's, no, I don't like think I'm, so. I'm fully in on Moody. Fully in. Uh, I'm way more Moody, a Moody guy than a Kaminga guy. That's for damn sure. And it's funny that Kaminga went with seven picks higher. I guess that's the athleticism that does it for you. All right. So that the Wiseman factor of it, I, again, you can't underestimate that, especially against a team 
like the Grizzlies or the Nuggets or, you know, just those bigger teams if we have to play them in the playoffs with Adams. Just so, even like I've said for foul reasons, they should just need bodies uh, at that position. And I just don't think we can expect Looney to have the season he had last year. Again. If he does, then his career is going to take a different trajectory than I thought. So uh, I just don't know if he can play another 82 games and as well as he did in the playoffs for as long as he did. His draft record would tell me no. Other quick thing from uh, from the Warriors thing, Clay doesn't play in it. It makes me wonder when regular season comes, are they still going to hold him out of back-to-backs and for how long to start the season? I thought maybe he says he's fully back. I know he's super excited. Just something I'm thinking of watching going into the season. It's Japan. I'm not too worried about it, but I'm just curious how they're going to use him come regular season there um, from that standpoint. But uh, Poole looks really good as well. Poole looked really good. He looks like he's early on going to have to carry a load like he usually did, like he did last year. Mm-hmm. So I would I would bet the over on him a lot, people, in the first <laughs> player props. Bet the over on Poole a lot early because I think yeah, he's going to run. He's going to be a walking bucket. It, his defense is the thing that we have to worry about. Well, that's a walking Warriors bucket, fans. too. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's where, like, yeah, his offense is always going to be there. But the defense – and I love that they're sitting out, Clay. This doesn't concern me at all. This is strictly, like, Steve Kerr saying, I don't care. I'm not being pressured into playing guys who are coming off He won the three-point injuries. Contest and he looked great doing it. <laughs> Saw that uh, jumper. It looked smooth. He had to follow through. That's funny. Uh, the way he shot at the end of last year, it wasn't the same. Like it was like a quicker release where he like let go of his follow through a lot quicker than normal. If you look back at the games in the finals, I did actually rewatch Dame uh, uh, six the other day, so I didn't really notice anything too there. I just noticed more like he just wasn't moving as much. Uh, yeah. Well, all right, let's get into like, some of the other things we wanted to talk about NBA wise. League pass always a big thing for me. I I got mine already. Uh, accidentally, I guess it was already already set my, my wife calls me she goes we got a hundred dollars charge for that NBA package i thought you turned off that thing automatically what happened i said oh i guess we'll have to keep it yes that we have that we have the charge there uh nba package so nba league pass it's always one of my favorite segments that we do uh since we've done the podcast obviously we get the warriors games locally here but uh, there's always some fun teams that we want to check out uh on the league pass so who are your top five league pass teams let's start with number five uh i got the minnesota timberwolves okay go bear coming in is gonna be interesting with cat and then obviously anthony edwards is just a highlight show on his own i just want to see how cat I, I i think cat's one of the most underrated players in the league at this point you look at he's ridiculous yeah they don't win so that kind of brings it down so far but i think with edwards evolving and getting Gobert for the regular season. I hope they use him in like a Dirk role. So Minnesota is my number five. All right. Number four. Just just give me all. Give me all. Number four is the Brooklyn Nets. We get Simmons back. Simmons and Irving in the backcourt. And then with KD is my favorite player to watch in the NBA. So I have them at four. Number three is the Cleveland Cavaliers with the addition of Mitchell. And then we have Mobley seeing how he develops and Garland's excitement. Exciting. Number two, two's in a, uh, just hoping for the best is the Detroit Pistons. I just think the Cade Cunningham, Jay Nivey, Jalen Duran, like core will be fun to see. It might be a little a year early, but 
I want to check in on this league pass team come uh, December. <laughs> Tyler, does Detroit still number two on the league? Yeah, let's see. That's, <laughs> but I did have a, I did have, if you have over 20 national televised games, I'm taking you off the league pass. I'll see enough of you. Right, and then so number sure. two is the new, or number one is the New Orleans Pelicans getting Zion back with Brandon Ingram. They've won, we've only seen what, like 40 games with them together. And then with Herb Jones and see My how God. they develop. I didn't do the 20 game list you have there with it. I think the Pelicans are a good team for that on that list. I kind of cheated a little bit. I kind of have more like 30 teams on my list. That's good. I have number five. It was a tough one for me. I, I, I usually always go Kings in the top five. Kings are always the team I always have in there. They're normally like two. Yeah. So they're always just penciled in. Let's just say they're always one A. So let's just kind of, let's just kind of pretend we don't have to go at that list there. I'm going to go Pelicans number five for me. They're on the list. They're the fifth thing. I feel like, um, they're close to number one, uh, you know, obviously with it, but I, I can't put them too much either. I got the Pelicans number one. They're, they're going to be really, really good this year. My favorite player in the league to watch, uh, Alvarado. So they got him on the team. That's that's the biggest thing for me. I just love Jose. Uh, they're number four. I got the I got the Nets. Um, I just just how can you not want to see Simmons and Durant and Irving try to make that work? And they're a lot. They probably play over 20 regular season games, but I did or 20 games on Man. national TV, but I didn't do it based on that. I had the T Wolves three, I had the Grizzlies two, and I had the Clippers one. Those are the teams that I have uh, um, that I want to see on League Pass the most. And because I, I kind of go to the West Coast a little bit just because obviously they're on later at night. And so I want to see those teams play the most. A couple teams I had like number five, I had a lot of them kind of there. I had the Nuggets, Blazers as well. Those are some teams I really want to check out as well this year, especially with the Nuggets getting Murray back um, potentially uh, in a month here. Well, I guess maybe at the regular season, but not playing fully strength. And then the Blazers with Lillard saying that he's never been better. He's refreshed, recharged the season off with Grant. I believe him. I want to see what happens with them too. So he would he would be one of my league pass teams too if I could get out there, if I could sneak him in the top five. The Cavs, I thought about it, but I just couldn't do it with it. I, I'm always with the league pass. It's tough, too, because, you know, we get home and, like, the East Coast games are basically over. Like, I can't watch any of these. Like, live, it's hard to watch any of the East Coast games. Uh, just based on Probably like, 530. Yeah, but at that point, I'm doing dinner still. Like, there's just hard to yeah. kind of sit down and watch the games. So, like, the West Coast games, anytime it gets, like, past, like, 830, like, that second half, I'm like, all right. Uh, those are the teams I'm always the most interested in because you got the Nuggets Blazers because they could be playing these other teams. So I'm shocked you went with the Clippers because they're just – like it's the same. T- I guess they added John Wall, but no, you I, know it. I haven't seen Kawhi play in eighteen months. I mean, I, yeah. I don't know what you see. I haven't played, seen George with him in a lot while, and I want to see. They're the biggest threat to me to the Warriors if they're healthy. So I want to see what they look like sense. in the West. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. All right. The other thing I thought that was kind of interesting that we decided to do this week with the NBA was NBA duos, most interesting duos, and we could take that however we want. Best. We didn't do best. That kind of makes that's a that's a whole different list here. But we just thought maybe interesting duos that you know that might be exciting this year, uh, or maybe could come onto the scene, or you know they could already be a little bit onto the scene. But just kind of what you think uh, for these NBA teams? What do you have as uh, most interesting duos? Top five. Yep. Or whatever. You I got. Have. Just any. Other. I have. I have five. I got a surprising one at five. But if you know me, I'm an Arizona fan. I got Benedict Matherin with. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton 
just a young backcourt that I want to see Mather and play a lot. For the Pacers, obviously. Yeah, very in, yeah, for the Pacers. Very intriguing. Then I got Cade and Ivy. It's just two young backcourt mates. Well, let's talk about and that I, one for a second, real quick, if you can. The Cade yeah, and Ivy sure. one. Because that one's getting a little bit, right? A lot of people are on the, the Pistons thing. And uh, our, boy, our guy C. Henry and our prime time there that we tweet with uh, out of Detroit. Uh, we get some of their tweets on there. And they obviously are excited about Pistons basketball. A lot of people will haven't been for a while so they're obviously with these like uh these picks they're now just extra ready to go that back core i'm not so sure ivy yet so i feel like that's kind of a little we're jumping the gun a little bit on that on that one overall still interesting that doesn't go there i'm just it's just kind of i feels like a feels like a slight jump of the gun on that one to me everything i've seen from ivy i've never seen him not be the best player on the court or at least like even look like a best player on the court like so i just expect him but not being the best player on the court instantly in the NBA, but his athleticism is there, his finishing, his like maneuverability in the air. It all seems to be there. It's all if he can develop the jump shot like it is with a lot of these young guys. It'll be interesting how those two play off each other too. That's what with these duos, that's a lot of it, right? How do they play off of each other? So like how does like in that's yeah. part of it. So continue. Uh, number three, I got Simmons and Irving. I think this is Irving's best backcourt mate. Like, it's his perfect fit. I don't even leave KD in this one because KD's KD is going to be him. But just Irving and Simmons together, it, it could be, like, one of those dynamic, like, perfect fits we didn't know we needed. It oh, yeah. It's too late for the league. And then number two, Zion and Ingram. We haven't seen a lot with them. Both young, phenomenal talents can score all different ways, both of them. And number one is, call me a homer, it's Steph and Clay. It's just, what are, are they going to just take their resume and build it to this un, not like untouchable place for a backcourt where it just can't be touched? Yeah, do they get to the top five? Like, not top As five. Top best to, backcourts ever, they're in the, they got to be in the top two. Yeah, do they get into like, I think Clay even mentioned it, do they get five rings? Like, there's a select yeah, exactly. club, like, club of people that would get I think it's super intriguing rings. to see what these two do together, like how their career finishes, and they're hitting the back end of it. That's they're like They're still in their prime, but they're further along than the start. This might be the last year of their primes together, like best, best years together. And depending on how Clay develops with his injuries, or his the injuries. All right, here's some I got. I had Ingram and Zion, too. I got Murray and Trey Young. Uh, from Atlanta, kind of interested in that one. Barnes and Siakam in Toronto, also interesting duo to me. Along And the other one that's interesting to me is Green and Smith Jr. in Houston. Kind of interested to see how they play off of each other early on. Um, I really well, I could draft this year. Smith, right from the – Oh, Jabrari. Okay, yeah. yeah. Mitchell and that's Garland. That's a good one. I didn't think about that one. Yeah, I, Mitchell and Garland, you mentioned them as the – on the NBA League pass. Yeah. I'm definitely interested to see how they play off of each other. Uh, especially after Charlotte having such a good season last year. The thing about that duo, I agree it's going to be intriguing for sure, is they're going to have that height issue. Can any of them guard a bigger guard? But they right? have the big boys down low. And I think that – and then well, they have, that's for sure. And then they drafted that guy from Auburn who kind of has the defensive mentality. So if, he can, uh, so if he can if he can just do that, you know what I mean? It would yeah. be fine. They have love off the bench for some shooting. I kind of like – they have that David Lee kind of – you know, the, the, the white guy off the bench uh, the white, the white six man. That's disrespectful to Kevin Love. But you get my Pete, like David. Yeah, 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 I get what you're saying. Just a slow white guy who can shoot. Uh, all right, my last one. I am, I am interested in seeing. Maybe probably the most interesting duo to me in the whole entire league this year. 
Towns and Gobert. Uh, it's not a guard combination. So that, to me, is the most interesting duo I want to see in the whole league. I ripped on it pretty good, the trade from a pick standpoint. I think they'll have a good start to the season. Gobert has a way of doing it. It just the the Timberwolves are kind of going the opposite a little bit, so I, I'm kind of curious how they how they how they do it. So let's see what happens. And uh, so to me, that's the most interesting duo here uh, in the NBA. Did it's you kinda, notice on all your lists you never mentioned any big guys? If we would have done that, I would have thought like 20 years ago it probably would have all been power forwards and centers or small forwards and centers. I don't know. I would like yeah, more, I didn't more Zion. Centers, I guess was the biggest guy. Or centers guy. and point guards. Like that's usually probably what it was. Like Tim Hardaway and Alonzo Mourning, or like you know what I mean. It's just like you know, like these guys that are all point guards. And the, the, I don't know. I, Larry Johnson and you know, I don't. Know. My honor. My honorable mention was Westbrook and Beverly. That, that was a good one. I almost put them on as well right there. <laughs> and then Jokic and Murray, who yeah, you mentioned earlier. That's a good one as well. Speaking of Beverly, let's get into my last segment here with the NBA. Then we'll take a quick break. I'll get Brian Johnson on here. I wanted to do a few things. Quotes. I have some quotes I found interesting from training camp. Just got to get your quick thoughts on it. Beverly did have one that I thought was very interesting. He said, you can't, you can't really take everything you do in the game and put it in real life. Beverly told ESPN since I've been here. Uh, if I was to have a best friend on the team right now, for sure, it would be Westbrook. We lift weights together and all that stuff. I'm super excited. Now, <laughs> Do you buy any of that? <laughs> I kind of do. I think I kind of do buy it. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't make sense with their past, but Westbrook has a way. I think, like, once you're on his team, I don't think he cares. And I think he's just all about winning. I mean, does he play that way? Not all. He shoots the ball too much and whatnot, but he always has had that, like, whoever's on my side is on my side. Whoever's not isn't. And now that they're wearing the same uniform, I could see it just. It's but it also out. doesn't make sense. With the past, it's hard to believe also. And the, the path Tyler referring to is in 2019, Westbrook took a shot at Beverly saying, Pat, Be- Pat Bev tricks you all, man. Like he plays defense, Beverly said at time. He don't guard anybody, man. He's just running around doing nothing. And then Beverly, who took it pretty personal, said it ruined his career for a little bit when, his, when he was on the J.J. Reddick podcast a few years later, said it did damage his career. Uh, so it does kind of make his call. That's a little jaw dropping. Best friend, probably a little facetious. Yeah, we'll that's see what happens like. there with it. So that's one of the quotes I found interesting from the from the week. Uh, another one I kind of wanted to bring up is uh, your guys, our guy Zion there at the Pelicans. He says he feels like he's at his best right now. I feel like I'm moving fa- faster, jumping higher. Uh, I feel great. I feel like that's why we both put them as a team. I I believe him. I think he's ready to go. He looks locked in. He looks like he's super excited. I would be a little worried uh, for the, some of the teams early on playing the Pelicans. Yeah, I, them being a very tough 15 games to start the season. Maybe tell some injury bugs uh, show up there. Christian Wood from the Mavericks. Um, he was in an interview with ESPN. They didn't know uh, the, Jason Kidd before that and mentioned that Christian Wood was going to be coming off the bench as a sixth man. They'll probably start JaVale McGee. They interviewed Wood a, a little bit later for his media day. He said, this is the first time I'm hearing about it. <laughs> he said he did not know uh, that he, you know, he kind of laughed uncomfortably a little bit. If you see it, he said, I'm motivated either way off the bench or starting either way. Uh, so that was kind of an interesting comment. He said, it's something I'll figure out. I'm not really worried about who's starting in the game, uh, more concerned about who's finishing the game. So I found that to be an interesting quote for the week, not knowing he was coming off the bench, finding out media day. <laughs> Christian Wood with the Mavericks. They're a team I kind of want to go all in on, but I'm not. 
not, you know, I just can't buy him like I did last year. So um, another one real quick here, uh, Triple J Jackson from the Grizzlies uh, talking about Clay's, Clay's comments. He never got to respond to him last year after the Warriors won the championship. Obviously, Clay Thompson took Jared Jackson to task with, uh, I think, his quotes after the game. And uh, so he went back and said, uh, it's good that my teammates had my back, referring to John Morant tweeting that. Uh, tweeting out to Clay Thompson that will uh, about playing him again on Christmas. So uh, I just found those, that quote a little bit interesting with Jackson as well. Obviously these players don't forget uh, anything uh, referring to the games there. Um, so a couple ones there. And then the last one with, with Durant here, Durant, um, I thought he handled media day pretty well. Uh, you kind of do it. It was going to be what it was. He says, I know I am that good that you're not just going to give me away. I don't think I've got to prove anything to Nets fans. I'm committed to moving forward with this team. And uh, I thought Nash also said that he doesn't want Ben Simmons. He does He does not even worried if Ben Simmons shoots. So I thought the Nets, the best media day quotes of the week, doesn't even care if a guy they're playing, paying $100 million shoots the ball at all. Uh, so I just thought those were funny comments from Durant. Um not going to give me away. Durant, nobody speaks the truth quite like Kevin Durant. So I, I just thought those were some interesting comments from Media Day, Tyler. The development of Kevin Durant's personality is wild. Like coming into the league is like a shy, quiet, like everybody loved him. He was a media darling to this arrogant, like overly like tell, has to tell people how good he is. He's just a wild, like. It changed, definitely. It changed. definitely changed a lot for sure. He got burned. He obviously, he obviously has that issue. Burned a lot the whole things. way. He's yeah. made interesting decisions. Yeah, like, no, but... for sure, for sure. Um, well, anyways, I don't know how, what we thought about that segment there, but I just kind of wanted to bring up some quotes I found interesting during the week. I thought the Christian Wood one. <laughs> what a dumb move by Kevin, Jason Kidd. <laughs> no, what are you doing? <laughs> I just thought that was kind of funny as well. Uh, also, Giannis did call Steph the best player in the league. So that was also a quote from the week from the media day as well. Can't argue with that. Nice call, Giannis, there. All right. Before we take a break here real quick, I wanted to bring up Row One uh, Brand, our sponsor here at Variety Sports Network. Go to at Cool Stub on Twitter. Um, go to their handle. Go over to their website. Um, you Use the code VSP15. You'll get 15% off anything in their art gallery. Got good stuff over there at, at Row One Brand. Like I said, they got some college stuff now with basketball starting up. They got some good, uh, good artwork over there. If like Tyler's got some some pictures in his background, you could add something like that uh, to your house. Uh, it is getting close closer to holiday season here, Tyler. So be sure to check out Row One Brand. We're happy to have them on as a sponsor. They support us on our podcast here as well. Um, subscribe to our podcast a few weeks ago, so we're very thankful for that as well. But uh, yeah, please go check out. Row one brand again, use the code VSP15 and you'll get off 15% anything in the, in their art gallery there. So again, thanks to row one brand there. Um, proud sponsor of, uh, at variety sports network. Uh, Tyler, why don't we take a quick little break there? Kind of hit the NBA, hit a few things there. We'll recharge our batteries. We'll finish up the podcast here with a little NFL and winners and loser of the week. Um, we already know that where the Raiders stand on that one. We'll be back. All right, we're back here, Fat Boy Fadeaway Sports Podcast. I uh, got Brian Johnson with us here. We're going to get into a little NFL. Just finished up the NBA. 
All right, Brian, NFL this week. I saw you on Tyler with the I Am Him podcast. You, got, you did a good job breaking down uh, that pathetic Niners-Broncos game, 11-10, uh, just an amazing score. <laughs> the fact that a game ended 11-10. I thought you, I just thought you, your takes were really solid on it. I, I would, like Tyler said, you kind of surprised us with some of them. You're on a, you're a roller to- coaster of emotions, my friend. We've always known that with you and you just kind of ride that wave back and forth. So glad to have you on. We're going to get into a few things regarding the NFL. Let's start though with your Niners. They play Monday night against the Rams. They're one and two. Jimmy G coming off a pathetic game. The Niners also though, couldn't run the ball at all. The one thing that you guys, the one thing you guys have a history of, when I say not run the ball, not run the ball to Shanahan's usual level that they usually run. I didn't think they had the success that, that they had, uh, they usually have. You can give me a second here. And then with that, and then with one and two, I do think going into Monday night, these are the type of games the Niners usually find a way to bounce back and win. Your thoughts? Yeah, it seems like when their backs are against the wall, that's when they seem to perform better. And now all of a sudden, Jimmy's saying, oh, oh I, I didn't lip sync that his plays suck. And now me and Shanahan are all good. So I don't know if I believe that or not. But Tyler? You're, you're muted right now. <laughs> Hello? There yeah, there you go. go. Uh, Shanahan hasn't been great. Jimmy and Shanahan's relationship, I don't know what's going on. It doesn't seem like it's very friendly, but if they're in the media, they're saying it is, so I just go with that. So I don't, I think Brian brought up the whole lift. Who cares? I think John Lynch yeah, said it too. He's like, who cares? It's in the middle of the game. Like we've all said stuff like it doesn't even matter during the game. Like it really doesn't. You just, and you threw a pick, you know, it doesn't, it just kind of, he's probably pissed off. He could have said anything. Like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I don't think it really matters, even if he did say these plays suck. But I, if you're a lip reader, I couldn't read the first word he said at all. I looked at it many times. The other three, yeah, you could something suck, plays suck, but I couldn't see the word he said before that, anyways. But I don't think that has anything to do with it. I just think that if you're a Niners fan, you guys should be more confident in this next game. I just feel like that the Niners, these are the games they are known to win. Their defense is absolutely legit. Stafford isn't playing as well as he has played in the past. The Rams don't look up to snub yet. If you're going to get the Rams early on, you guys have a history against the Rams. I, I like you guys to win this game. I, I definitely put the pressure on the offense. The, the defense has been the one to get it done. So It's all got to be on the offense. The offense, yeah, exactly. you can't score. They, the defense has given up two touchdowns the whole year. Are you kidding yeah, me? You can't yeah, bet anything yeah, on no. offense. And does that get frustrating as a Niners fan? I mean, is this this is why you guys got Lance. I mean, this is why in a game like last week, Lance maybe just pulls something out of his, you know what? You know what I mean? Roll it right, throws a bomb. You know what I mean? Like that is why you got yeah, Lance. Exactly. And then for the Broncos, just I mean, two and one with the amount of points they scored, that's maybe harder to do than most. That's more harder to do than win, lose those games. I don't know what to think of the Broncos. You guys said it last week. He is still your daddy, and that is Russell Wilson. He improved the 18 and four. He just gets W's against them. Um, anything else on the Niners? Tyler, you look a little uninterested on the Niners. I don't know. I don't know why you think we should win against the Rams. Know how to win this team that we have this year. Just you guys always <laughs> beat the Rams. Why would you be? Yeah, we. But, I mean, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we would win. But I don't think it's like a 
guarantee like where you should feel confident going into this game. We just saw a team put up 10 points with no offense. Like they can't throw the ball more than five yards down the field. At least Debo doesn't even run routes anymore. I don't, or at least he doesn't get the ball in his routes. I don't have any confidence in this offense. I, like I said on the podcast, on the I am him podcast, I couldn't see Jimmy throwing more than 12 touchdowns the way he's throwing the ball at this point in the year. <laughs> Like it's that bad where like and the play calling leaves a lot to be desired. I mean, I I feel like we gotta have a little bit of faith in Jimmy. I mean, he wins, so you gotta just you gotta figure figure it was it was his first game. He's gonna be better the next game. So I thought it was like riding a bike out of bounds. I thought it was like riding a bike. It was riding a bike week one when he came in. Now it's all, <laughs> oh, it's my first week. <laughs> Can't have it both ways. All right, let me ask you guys this real quick. Let's move over that. This is the most fascinating thing I find with uh, – you guys are the perfect – you guys are obviously the fans of the team. So 2017, you guys get Jimmy G, right? He goes 5-0, and and then they sign him to that contract, which for a few days he was the highest paid quarterback in the league. And then like Carr or something took it over from there. After 2017, he looked pretty good. Like, you're like, okay, he has a chance yeah. to be maybe a top 10 quarterback. Would you say every year after that that he's played and was healthy because then he got hurt the next year? So when the, the year has ended as him as quarterback, is there any other year you would give him a contract like that? Like that? Yeah, I won't say he's no. never looked good, right? Like, he, so he, No, 2019 he looked good. He threw for 4,000 like, yards, 26 touchdowns, and 13 interceptions. And he won games without an O-line. Both are – Joe Staley and McGlitchy were out, and like he beat the Saints like by throwing the ball, and he had games. Was would I give him that contract? No, but he you was like a very good player. What was that? Well, like has he deg- like has he got worse? Yeah, I think he's digressed a lot. I think injuries have taken a toll on his shoulder. He doesn't throw the ball anymore. It's like nothing gets there. It's always a slow ball. But well, when he when he took over, like our receiving core was pathetic, so we have to look at that too. Yeah, but he was better with that city receiving core than he is with this dynamic one that we think we have. Like, that's the problem with me. Like, I still think we'll win games because we always do win games with Jimmy. That It's just going to be ugly, and I don't think he's going to help us win games. It's going to be the defense being a top five defense in the league, probably top three, maybe one, to be honest. His storyline is just the weirdest. It's such a different <laughs> – just the way he's got, like, literally – Coach did not want him. They said, we do not think you are better. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? like, like, conference. It'd just be weird. Like, you got Brian, you're fired. And then you got you have to work for the same guy two weeks, two or six months later. <laughs> we yeah, got to have you back, but you have no choice but to go back. Weirdest deal in the world. Casey, t- Tyler, you have the Niners losing by 40. It sounds like, Brian, what do you have? I'm saying the Niners are going to win, like, you know, 26 to 14 or something. And uh, Jimmy throws three touchdowns, I'm assuming. No, not three <laughs> touchdowns, but I'm just saying, I think their offense will bounce back in this game. Tyler looked stunned when I said the running game looked uh, he looked uh, not as good. So, obviously, I would, Tyler thinks you know, they look very good. When, the they gave it to, when they handed the ball to the running backs, they ran the ball 13 times for 84 yards, which is like over six yards a clip. Well, it didn't, didn't seem to affect I guess we're, we're back to negative Tyler. No, I <laughs> realism, Tyler. Like I, 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 like, I said I like the Niners to win. I just, I'm not confident in it, but I think they'll win. They normally do win at home against the Rams, like you said on our podcast, Brian. 
So I'll take the Niners that, winning. But you went nine from to, this. Nine to six. From this I got Niners winning nine to six. Last week, you were really confident. I that was very confident. Was... Then I saw him play, and I said, this is the same old Jimmy that we had in the playoffs. But, where but, we but I mean, the question, is, the question is, you don't think Shanahan can have a better – you know, play calling this week. I think you blame Shanahan back. and his play calling way too much. That's the first thing you rip on Shanahan and his play calling too much, Brian. That's always been. I, don't don't thing. you think he's overrated as a coach? He's under five hundred. <laughs> he's taking career. us to the Super Bowl and NFC Championship. Oh, he's not he's overrated. Very bad years. He's under yeah. five hundred as a coach. His overall record. I mean, but like you said, he had Kevin guessing? Keith Mullins or Chris Mullins to play quarterback. Chris Mullins. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't it CJ? I, 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 CJ I think you overrate Shanahan, Darren. I'm calling you out. All right. So, Brian, maybe I'm overrating Shanahan. Let's move to the next topic. And that, it might be I'm overrating him because I'm the fan of a team that's pathetic. <laughs> I am a fan of the Raiders. Maybe I look at Mr. Shanahan and I'm jealous. You get your team at least in the playoffs. You run a you run an offense with a quarterback that we're ripping on that you still can get to the damn Super Bowl with. And I'm with Derek Carr, made $150 billion. To you and, and you're the one that overrated it. You, you're the one that overrated the Raiders. And what, where are you? Brian, but right now I am down in a hole. I've dug it and I'm deep in it right now. I am deep in this damn hole. I had them in the AFC championship game and there's no way and you know what they're making that. So if there's any team in this, so we go back to Shanahan. Now let's take it to the Raiders coach here, who was the coach of the Broncos before for a short period of time. McDaniels, he starts out the season 0-3. He's already kind of taking heat. They have a special meeting with Mark Davis. Says, pull your you-know-what out of your what? Are you going to get a haircut like me? And I don't know what they're doing. They're just not, they're not focused early on in this season. Like the defense is always a freaking issue. I am, and you guys can tell I'm pissed about it. Like I, it's hard to like, somebody's like, you oh, laugh really or worried. you cry. I'm more into NFL than, then how can you be in the NBA more than the NFL? I'll tell you why you be a fan of a team that for 22 seasons has made the playoffs two freaking times. Well, the Warriors did that to us too. You know what? But then they go on a championship run for six years. I haven't had any of that anymore. I have had none of that. And I'm sticking with them, but I'm saying it's frustrating. And I'm Tyler. The other thing too, that I thought was interesting. We got into a tweet with Damian Adams. I responded to one of his tweets was about Derek Carr. I kind of just not took heat for it, but just got some responses to it. Like, more saying car is not the issue, but we've had issues with defense. He hasn't had enough weapons. How long does this guy get that string? I'm serious. Like, are you kidding me? Lamar Jackson can get ripped on and Derek Carr get the string. I mean, I like, I love our guard Jason, but he's got, he can't be thinking that he's a top 10 quarterback. anymore. He's not. I mean, what am I missing? I'm I'm with you. I've said this since the offseason. I never can. Brian, I'm pissed. What's going on? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's 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 Carr's decision making that scratches my head sometimes. I mean, well, just the, the the throws that he makes is just like I don't know. But again, a lot of people bail. Like, oh, hey, that one guy dropped in the in it, right. He got Waller drops it. Like, of course, I know that happens. But at the end of the day, like, if you're a good quarterback, you win these games. I don't. You what am I missing? Like, I, I don't know. I mean, I know our defense blows too. Like, I get that, but like, I I just. Uh, guys, I mean, that's why when I hear Niner fans sometimes, it's like, you're still going to win. I mean, you're going to probably beat the Rams. Like, I mean, you're, the Raiders have no chance. I mean, and somehow, and what pisses me off again about the Raiders, one last rant, we are favored again. Like, we are favored again this week to beat the Broncos. We should never be allowed to be favored. What is Vegas doing? And hopefully we have refs that are helping us. 
I, that's all I can say. We need the we need the Vegas rep. Tyler, anything you need to add on the, my Raiders? Was I covered all that? No, I think you covered. They're not. They're just the Raiders. It's. I, I feel bad for you. Yeah, not good. Not good. But I think they could. They, they're off. What's the issue? Like, is it Carr? Is it they can't run the ball? The, the defense. It's their defense, and I think Carr doesn't have the superpower skills to overcome some of the Raiders' deficiencies. Yeah, he's kind of robotic at times. Yeah, like in the pocket. Like if there's some pressure, like he's not really getting out of that very often. So those are some big issues I have with them. Um, just praying Lamar it, it Jackson. Still, Brian. Still Lamar Jackson. Adams. Uh... <laughs> Lamar Jackson next year. <laughs> Come over to the Raiders. That's what we need. Don't, don't franchise tag him. We'll take him. I don't care about the running quarterback. We will take him. All right. Show me team of the week. We've been doing it. What team from the schedule needs to show you this week? We picked the Colts last week. I think Tyler, both of us, maybe not at the same time, but they ended up winning. They came back, beat the Chiefs in ugly fashion uh, in some ways. What do you got for show me team of the week here for week four? I have I have it as the Chargers. I know I go there a lot. They just, they're one and two. Herbert's coming off one of his worst games. He's banged up. Show me a little toughness. And, and we show coming me. off a worse game. They got. Yeah, they got butchered. They got annihilated. They didn't look good. Nobody had a game. And so I think Chargers, Texans, and the Texans defenses look pretty good at times this year. We'll see what happens. And it should be a winnable game. And they can't go to one and three in that division. So I have Chargers as my show me team. Brian, what team's got to show up? I got I got to go with the Raiders because they got they got they had they you cannot go zero and four if you had that much hype. And oh, gosh, could you imagine Mark Davis? Al would Al would have fired Al would fired John. I'm telling you, he would be fired after this game. If you if you go four and they lose, I think there's a chance Al would have fired this guy. And my my show me players, Derek Carr. Derek, so you're going both teams right there. Derek Carr, Tyler, let's just get your show me player too, since Brian jumped us on that one. Uh, my show me player is Trevor Lawrence going up against a tough Eagles defense. I want to see if he can keep going what he's been doing. Keep going what he's been doing. I have faith that he will, but I just want to see it one more time against a tough Eagles defense. I want to see it a bunch more times, but yeah, show yeah, me yeah, yeah. one more time. Can I say show me team is going to be I'm, my player? You know who it's going to be? It's going to be interesting. It's going to be the legend. It's going to be the GOAT. It's going to be Thomas. Thomas gets some he receivers was second on my list. Show me against the Chiefs. We've got a little life. Do we have a three touchdown game? Are you dead? Are you alive? Is the, is the marriage? Are we okay? Can we throw the football still? Can we get it going? Tom, that's the player I want to see. Can we, can we get it cranked? The team, the team, I think you guys might find this one a little bit interesting because, um, because they actually, they're off to a very good start. It's the Eagles for me. Let's see again. I, you know, three and zero against Peterson, who know, you know he wants this game coming back yeah. from Jacksonville. His team will be highly alert. You know the coaches on his staff. He's been probably been telling all week we want to beat the Eagles and we want to humiliate him. He wasn't. He did not leave the Eagles. He was fired from the Eagles. So I think he will be highly motivated. And I think his players will be highly aware of it. So I'm interested. The Eagles will probably get their best game of the year so far, opponent wise. Hurts, uh, who has just been. Unreal. Unreal. Has any player, Tyler, surprised you more in the last five years than him? Like, I really did not no. think he was going to be a legit quarterback. Like, I just didn't. I missed him. I didn't either. I talked, I talked him down when he was being stopped. I was like, if you're getting replaced in college, like, you're not going to be good in the pro. You shouldn't be replaced in college. And here he is, went to Oklahoma, played great, and now he's 
looked like a top five quarterback, and I would never expect it to be top ten at least. It's easy. And I just never would have expected that from him. Do we need to wait and see on the Eagles until they play like a real team? That's why they're my show me team. Well, I mean, they're play a real team in like second they're, they're playing Jacksonville. I, I just I want to see him play somebody good and just see where they are from there. Like they have not played anybody this year. Okay, so that goes to my next question that I kind of was thinking. Did the league does the league to you at just this early on? I wouldn't say watered down is not the right word. It doesn't feel elite. There, I mean, we had Buffalo, right? That one team. They probably feel like the most elite team, but they lost. I don't know. Like in the last few years, it's like, man, there's four or five teams, Rogers, Brady. Like it doesn't necessarily feel like that this year. I'm looking at the schedule, you know, and I'm like, uh-uh. you know what I mean? Like Buffalo, yeah. who they, you know, I don't know. Like the Rams aren't uh, the Niners look, you know, the Bucks. I called them out. The Chiefs haven't looked all, you know, they've missed some pieces. I mean, you, even, I don't the know. Chief, even the Chiefs have come back to earth a little bit. They don't look that great either. I just don't think the teams are top loaded as it's been in the NFL the last few years. That's kind of the way I look at it in, in some regards. So, and, and I know every year there's upsets and stuff like that, but they're usually like the cream of the crop at the top five or something like that. And I don't think that we have that this year. So we'll see how that plays out uh, after this week as well. Um, the, the other team I just really quick want to mention that I, I want to give a little props to that's been playing better this year is definitely the, the Lions. So quick little shout out to them. They've been actually entertaining if you've seen them. Jared Goff from Nevada. Actually playing a little bit better this year. Um, all That's right, losing DeAndre Swift. But any any quick little upset of the week or something? Just just you want to call. Most people won't watch it, but just a quick one. You want to call maybe to get on record. I had the Colts last week. That's my that's my little upset of the week. I'm going to call Texans over Chargers. That's going to be my upset of the week. I think the Chargers down, especially kicking. no Keenan Allen out there. The, the Texans could win. Yeah, Tyler, you got you any upset you just want to call or something? I mean, Niners. I don't have anything listed on my paper. <laughs> Call the Broncos. Broncos. I was, was going to say uh, the Jaguars. I could keep beating the Eagles, but no, I'm not. That's an upset there. Tyler, uh, Brian, you get a quality upset? Um, not that I'm thinking of right now. All right. I'm going to call also just for prediction. I think the Vikings will be leaving after the first quarter. So if you have any money today, definitely put that probably on there. I have a, I have a good feeling that might be the case. Yeah, they're they're <laughs> up seven nothing right now. Whoa, what big money start early. Uh, so we'll get out there right there back to the future. I, I have to say that's my disappointing team of the year. The Saints, what is up with that team? They look terrible. Well, you don't have you a quarterback, you don't win. It's funny you say that because honestly, one of the guys that I follow the most here on our little podcast platform as a fan of the Saints, Damian Adams. And so I read a lot of his articles that he put, he writes for him and stuff. So, and I find the Saints kind of interesting too, because they're, they kind of remind me of the NFC version of the Raiders in a lot of ways. Like they have like a retread coach, right? Getting a sec with De- Dennis Allen. They have, we have McDaniels, you know, Winston and Carr, whatever you could say, Carr is better, but you get my point. They're both 11 at best, I feel like, 11 win quarterbacks back, and then there's a good chance they're seven win quarterbacks sometimes. They're so hit or miss, and I just feel like they're the NFC version. The only thing I, I'm jealous of is the Saints have actual defense, so that's the one thing they, they have differently going for them. But, yeah, they are a little bit of a disappointment, and I would say the Saints are the Vikings a little bit too with Jefferson. It's kind of a little bit off early. Yeah. Uh, anyway, a lot of NFL stuff, tonight. Brian. Hopefully you'll watch tonight our Sunday night show, and then Monday night – Live baby, Niners reaction. I hopefully you'll not pull last year. I can't make it. They lost. I want to see you on it. They lose. I don't want any of that. Do I, you want me to go, Ken Dorsey? 
Ken Dorsey, I don't know Ken Dorsey. <laughs> uh, so, but I'm saying after remember the Bills lost to the Dolphins and oh, he looked like the, he destroyed oh, everything. That was Ken Dorsey. I didn't even know yeah, that was yeah. Ken Dorsey. He's he's Man, the a, Bills offensive coordinator now. What a real a-hole. What a real <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's kind of messed up that they video record that stuff. Could you imagine seeing your in like your worst moments? Like <laughs> how much of a baby you probably have looked like when you throw thrown up tantrum if somebody was actually video, like throwing a golf club or something like that. Like one of my favorite ones is that one that Frankie took of Darren Dorado throwing the golf, <laughs> golf club. Like just catching that on video would be great. Um all right, so. NFL wise, I think that was a good conversation with it. Like you said, we'll, we'll get way more into it tonight as right, reacting to the games. One of my new favorite segments out, Tyler, on the show is we got winners and losers, kind of a chance for us to wrap up the podcast here, talk about some things that have uh, kind of gone on during the week that we want to we want to uh, discuss a little bit or mention. Uh, why don't we let Brian, since he's our guest here, Brian, you got a winner of the week uh, that you want to mention here? I think I think I'm gonna have to go wrestling against oh, Sammy Zayn because he was named uh, officially part of the Usos, so he enjoyed that. He's been getting hated on. And I, I so I like Monday, Sammy Zayn. So Monday Night Raw comes on on Monday, right? I don't watch it at all. Really. I used to watch it. It was it, it was on Friday Night SmackDown. That's when they named him. You know. Brian, you're so hard. That's hardcore, man. I like that, right? So if Monday it comes on, and I, I'm like, Derek, do you want to check this out for a second? We're watching it. And Derek's like, I'm like, Hannah's like, uh, she's like, you gotta, you gotta change this. This is so bad. This is so horrible. How can you watch this stuff? And Derek's like, what do you get it? Where do we go? Like, what do you mean? Yeah, like so. so there is something about the the wrestling that it just attracts the younger generation, and then it can go on forever. The the personalities get a lifelong away. fan. They're like Johnson here on a Monday night. It's a good winner, Brian. I have no idea who you're talking about, but nice winner there on it as well. Tyler, your winner of the week. Uh, my winner is uh, Steve Kerr and Arizona men's basketball. They changed their jerseys and they went back to the like 1988 like style, very plain, very nice. They have a wildcat logo on the, on the blue and the cats on the, on the white. It sounded like you staked something. You I smacked my leg hella hard. That hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Whack. Uh, but I got Wildcat. Yeah. <laughs> so I got Arizona Wildcat from Steve Kerr. Let Steve Kerr holding out Clay Thompson, like I mentioned earlier. I just love that he doesn't fall into this peer pressure or pressure from people to play people he shouldn't play. What was the Wildcats? Why did we do that? The Panthers. The Panthers. When you scored in Madden. Yeah, that's yeah. right. We just scored Madden. They do that. That darn Panther growl. <laughs> that was hilarious. That thing I forgot about that in Madden. All right, my winner of the week. I'm gonna go. Uh, no Pro Bowl anymore, Brian. No Pro Bowl. We're doing. Are they just? Are they just gonna have a list this year? <laughs> I don't know what they're gonna do. I don't care if they do nothing. They should just be like, who vacations the best? I don't think they should do anything for the Pro Bowl. I think it's. Got to be one of the dumbest things in the whole entire world. And uh, especially the last 10 years, it turned into, or maybe even farther than that, it turned into just, right, a complete and utter joke, I would say. Like, I mean, these guys were like. Everybody that's part of the Super Bowl just sits sits it out every year, so. And and I'll say this. I did two-hand touch. I did like the Super Bowl 25 years ago. I actually kind of didn't watch it. Or the Pro Bowl, sorry. Oh, I hated the Super Bowl. 
Well, the Pro Bowl, I, no, I, I actually did like it a little bit with the teams on different helmets and like, they, I mean, they weren't killing each other, but there was a few like kind of, you know, I remember Rich Gannon winning the MVP in the Pro Bowl. Yeah, I watched that kind of stuff back then, you know, but it was still even then a little ticky tack, right? There was one play, the one thing I remember from the Pro Bowl was Sean Taylor. I forget who he hit. Oh my God. Hit Brian Mormon, the punter for the Bills. Oh my God. Punters, man. They get, they get laid out cheaply. <laughs> we were talking about Brian before you Did you see the play yesterday where the guy on Ohio State, the punter, they did the fake kick and then he got crushed? I don't know if you just saw it or not, but he ended up getting killed uh, yesterday in the game. The other winner I have from the week, real quick, I got to throw a little shot, is Bill Belichick. Um, he's also my winner of the week. I just feel like Nobody does a press conference like Bill. I mean, there's just nothing like him. Let's just get a little quick sound bite from Bill. Tell me if you can hear it, Tyler. If I can get it going here. Yeah. I'm not sure what the, Did you hear what that? the nature of the question is. Day by day, it's getting better. We'll see how it goes. Hey, bye. <laughs> Have a high ankle sprain. Hey, bye. Day. What do I look like? Uh, doctor, an orthopedic surgeon? Like, I don't know. Talk to the medical experts. What are the medical experts <clears throat> on staff that do? Day by day. <laughs> we'll evaluate him. Dave. I mean, what difference does it make for me? What do you, you think I'm going to read the MRI? That's not my job. So, if it's there, then they, they talk to you about it, right? Yeah, stay by day. <laughs> Guys, I was in tears the whole week doing this thing. I don't know what it done. It did like a whole week. I was dying when somebody would play a little clip of that video day by day. I just like add Adam and this guy with the day by day thing always. It was hilarious. But I, I don't know what it is. He doesn't even try to be funny. It's just funny to me the whole time with it. What do I look like? I don't want the pizza surgeon yet. He should bring it, he should bring his husky on. I mean, even that, like, how does that turn into gold? I mean, like, he leaves and the dog's there on the laptop. I mean, (laughs) beautiful stuff right there. The Bill Belichick double winner of the week there. All right, let's wrap it up. Loser of the week, Tyler, or Brian, who's your loser wrestler of the week? (laughs) It's not a wrestler, but it's the coach from the Dolphins who made the bad evaluation with Tua. Now he's out of a job and he probably shouldn't have brought him back in that Buffalo game. You're not talking about the coach, obviously. You're talking about the doctor. Yeah, the doctor. Uh, I also do think the coach also should probably be like, he was dizzy. He might not. Yeah, he probably shouldn't come back in the game. Uh, but I hear you on that that part of it. So loser of the week, we kind of talked about that already. But that's a very good loser of the week. And he was fired for it as well. Tyler, who do you got? I got the ESPN stat projections from 538 or something, whatever. Whoever does them, they're just terrible. How do you have the Warriors winning 41 games? And the Celtics is the best team in the NBA. It just, I don't get it. And then you have the Lakers missing the playoffs. The Nets is like the seven seed. I'm not buying it. They just, they look awful. I just, I don't know how you get these projected. I don't know what stats they're using to simulate a season where the Warriors win 41 games. It just doesn't make sense to me. They, so ESPN, whoever ESPN has oh, hired to do their stat projections is my loser of the week. And the, the reasoning that they had in that little paragraph was funny to me. Like they lost Otto Porter and they lost uh, Gary Pate Jr. And they, yeah. you know, I just thought it was kind of a funny reason for them to drop off that big of the win department. But 
I mean, 41, that's not going to get, that probably wouldn't even get them in the playoff. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's not even 500. So I, mean, I don't understand. It is 541. So I, I don't know. We'll see where that, that's a good loser of the week. Uh, I used to actually subscribe to their channel or to their thing like 20 years ago, right? Or a long time ago when it first came out. Uh, that's how I liked them back then, but that was a long time ago. All right. My loser of the week is records. And I'm gonna. I'm strictly talking about, uh, especially the home run record in baseball. Aaron Judge hits uh, 60 and then 61 this week, uh, tying Roger Barris. He's also on my loser uh, list. Uh, Roger Barris Jr. He's also. Oh, on he's on my loser list. He's, I, he's, he's, I'm surprised you didn't pick him. Oh, he's got to uh, go. I've heard I'm enough sur- of him already. I was very surprised you didn't go with him on the loser list. He went out there and he was just making these comments about how. He, how, you know, Bonds, you know, he cheated and how Judge has done it right and how this is the real home run record. And I wanted to say, what I say loser is records. What I mean by that is I think us as fans, A, we argue too much about when a record is even broken the first time. Like, so like if somebody breaks a record, we're usually ripping on the guy in some regards that's breaking the record. We don't always think about that in time, but that is usually the case. Like, okay, so let's take the home run record with 60, for example, right? Like Ruth hits that record. I don't, you guys probably have never seen the Ken Burns documentary, but he, when he hits number 60, Babe Ruth, there's like a little thing there. Where he goes, I want to see some son of a, you know what, beat, beat that. When he hits his 60th home run, that stands for, and for another 36 years. Maris does beat it with 61 and he's stressed out of his mind the whole time. He loses chunks of his hair during this. He's getting ridiculed by his own fans for breaking the record during it of the team. Then, right. And then we get to Bonds. He's obviously criticized. I think McGuire and Sosa got a pass on theirs. I was going to say, I think McGuire, the good old boy out of St. Louis, but the white, yeah, I think that makes a difference with it there at that time um, coming on. But then we rip on Bonds. And I think the same thing is going to happen with LeBron when he breaks the scoring record here is I think he's going to get a lot of heat for it. And I think his fans and as, a league, especially MLB, you just got to celebrate the record for what it is. I mean, the leagues change over time. Like, there's no asterisk by these RBI records or by assist. Re- you know what I mean? The record yeah. is what it is. We all know that these eras change things. And I just think baseball really blew an opportunity with the 60 home run thing. And I feel like giving Roger Maris Jr. this stupid 15 minutes of fame when this thing came up, it's just ridiculous. You know I mean? It's not the record. It's 70, it's 73, whether you like it or not. And you know what? If that wasn't the record, then you know what? It's 70 with McGuire. And you know what? If that's not the record, then it's 66 with Sammy Sosa. So, I mean, come on, let's, let's, let's get real with some of these things. Let's be more appreciative of the records that are in that time. I just think some loser reactions this week regarding that home run record and records overall. So that's my loser of the week. It's a good one. Any thoughts on that? I never thought about, it, but yeah, we do hate on the people who are breaking records. Like with Maris played 162 games, they said, and then yeah, it just why don't we just appreciate what's going on while it's going on? Like Aaron Judge is having a hell of a season. It could be a better season than any, not Bond, but any season that McGuire, Hank Aaron, or like Willie Mays had. Like he's having a great season. It should be celebrated and enjoyed. What it is, entertainment. The other thing with the record too, I feel like baseball really lost that with that steroid era is 60 was a special number. And then 61 was pretty special. Like that chase oh, in 98, yeah. that number meant something like, so when you do have that disdain of something like that, like I, they, it would have been a massive deal. 
getting a 61 now. And it would have been, it'd been huge because it would have happened in so long. So I think that's the other thing too. Like that record is just, it doesn't have the same juice. I feel like even if somebody hits 74, it's going to be an accomplishment, but it, it's good. There's some questions with it as well. So uh, loser, that was the record there. So Tyler, Brian, that was a good loser and winners of the week here. Gentlemen, that's a good podcast this week. Brian, we got a lot of football on tape uh, on tap here. We got, uh, we'll see you Monday night. We're going to do a little live cool. post-game reaction uh, to Niners Rams here. See how that goes for you guys. Uh, hopefully you'll be responding. Didn't go that. good last time we did this. It did not. And you were a little down, a little depressed. We didn't want that. We want, we want nice excitement. We want you Jimmy G going for those three touchdowns, Brian, that you said there. So uh, big game Monday, we'll do the live show then. But um, again, Fat Boy Fadeaway Sports Podcast, episode 106 in the books. Thanks for joining joining us this week. Uh, next week, we will be with you for episode 107. Um, Tyler, Brian, till next time. All right, Peace. later, guys. Peace. Peace.